Welcome to a new dazzling episode of what's the name of our podcast again? It's, super listening. It's super listening. Uh, my name is Chloe, and I'm here with the wonderful and mind-blowing, amazing Chud Span today. Say hello, Chud. Hello, that's me. Did we, we're, we're dazzling today. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. That sounds we good. We are. It's How not... are you doing today? Are you feeling dazzling? I'm feeling dazzling. Excellent. Do you want to pretend that we? Um... That we did the theme music today that I decided, to, like, five weeks ago we might use. Oh, That I haven't I... played for you yet and you haven't approved of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, no, that I... was, that theme music that was there is really good. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. I definitely, e- yeah. Even if you didn't get to hear it, I, I, I liked it. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Wonderful. Top-notch. Top-notch theme music. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's, uh, you know, it feels a little more professional now, knowing that we've got some theme music. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the quality is. It doesn't even matter if it happened. Now that we feel more professional, I think this is going to be great. Yeah, it was just a placebo music. Placebo music. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do we already have our episode title? <laughs> I don't know. Let's hmm. see what other gems fall out of placebo our mouths. Placebo music. I like it. <laughs> hmm. Human music. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wonderful. So... Uh, on the way here today, um, I, I had, uh, one of those typical incidents where, you know, uh, you're driving along and up ahead in the road you see, like, uh, some dude or a couple of dudes out in the middle of the road, like, stopping the cars so that a really big truck can, um, like, back into the road, you know? And so, uh, this was happening on the opposite side of the road uh, for the oncoming traffic. Um, but, you know, we, uh, the, the car in front of me and I were stopped as well um, to, to allow this truck to back up to then go past us in the opposite direction. And um, so because it wasn't in our lane, we were able to, um, we were able to uh, move faster than the opposite direction of traffic was going because this truck was in front of them and once it pulled out it stopped and then the dudes who like helped it to get out in the road had to wait and get into the car and so as I was able to drive by it popped into my head it seems as though why is it that the larger the vehicle the more command for respect there is like if you were driving a Mini Cooper, mm-hmm. and you did that same thing, people would be real pissed off. Like, okay, so if you imagine that you had, like, one of your friends, like, just got out into the middle of the road and, like, and, like, stopped traffic so that then you could pull out, but then you just, like, pull out and you sit there for a minute and then fiddle around with shit, and then, like, your friend gets into the car and it takes, like, uh, not long, 30 seconds to a minute, but when you're stopped in traffic and you think you should be moving, 30 seconds to a minute is a lifetime. And uh-huh. so, why is it, like, and, and if you did that, if you did that, people would be honking their horn, they'd be yelling at you, they'd be trying to go around you. Sure. But if you're in a gigantic truck, regardless of what you're doing, like, it, it could be municipal work. It could be, you know, uh, community-based, making everything better for everybody. It could easily not be, too. It's like, just the fact that you have a bigger vehicle, people are like, oh, all right. And, like, nobody's talking their horn, nobody's getting angry. And if you did, 
get honk your horn and get angry, everybody would think that you're the asshole. What? Yeah. What? What? What is that? What do you think that well, is? Well, I think you said it in the <laughs> beginning. And it's the if that vehicle commands a large turn and it needs some goddamn room for it, and people aren't just going to do that. Um, people aren't just going to stop, so they're never going to get their job done if they're trying to like wedge this giant vehicle into traffic. That's that's true, but I've seen it happen with like just a pickup truck too. Which I think oh, is that's why, bullshit. Yeah, well, right, like, but that's why, you know, you see, like, uh, just a, a general, uh, a member of the general public driving a huge truck, and then they act like an asshole, mm-hmm. too. But, like, I've definitely seen that as well, where, like, somebody with a huge pickup truck will just, like, have somebody help them back out, and then they dick around, and it seems like nobody gets mad. But, like, if you, you know, if you stop in the middle of the road and you have a small car... Everybody's mad at you. If you stop in the middle... And, like, it's not even just backing out like that. I can understand, like, if you've got a 16-wheeler or something, like, you need most of the road to do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, even just stopping dead in the middle of the road. Nobody seems to get mad when a car... Or when a truck just stops dead. I think you need to have a trailer. (coughs) That's that's, that's key. You need to be big enough to command a trailer. But what if it was a tricycle following a wagon full of bricks? (laughs) What if it was a Mini Cooper... With a 16-wheeler trailer mm-hmm. on the back of it. What if it's just uh, some kid pulling a jet ski around in a trailer <laughs> manually with his... Manually, like like a rickshaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rickshaw with a jet ski Rich, in the back. Rickshaw, rickshaw jet ski. <laughs> rickshaw jet ski. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that, yeah, all right. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I want to make a band called Rickshaw Jet Ski. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a good quality band right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Man. Would it work as a... So forget the trailer for a sec. If you're just like, can we make a manual jet ski? Well, it's... <laughs> like, that, that, that some dude's out in front, like, pulling you. By, With like, flippers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, a snorkel mascot and flippers pulling you along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would get really tiring. <laughs> really fast. Um, well, so, okay, so I think we found, though, um, a cap-off. So it's interesting because, uh, you know, we were saying that... Cap-off to you, Chloe. Um, <laughs> caps off to you. Um... <laughs> Because uh, I, I think that if, you know, you were saying if it was a person with a, uh, like, a rickshaw style, as ridiculous as that is, somebody with a large load, but rickshaw style, I think that would piss people off, too. Like, I don't think that, I, I think there's something uh, very specific about a large vehicle that you can just about get away with whatever you want in the road. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think even if it was, like... It, <laughs> If you come up, if you're driving and you come up on a child with a tricycle and a wagon full of bricks, I think you'd be like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, get what the hell out of the What if his dad's out there like, well, guys, stop. <laughs> right? Fair enough. I don't know. I think you'd still be pissed, though. You'd stop. But I think you'd be pissed. Okay, so it turns out, okay, well, here is the, we have so many questions now. Right? All right. What are our variables? Well, the, the, okay, let's say the, chil- the child... Is doing important work. He's bringing those bricks to a place and he's getting shit done. It's important. Oh, okay. All right. This is a professional so, child mason. Yeah, who's being, you know, supervised by his parent to make sure nobody runs him over while he's on his tricycle. All right, all right. Are we more okay now? Well, I mean, how are you to know that? Does this professional Let's child just assume... mason have to have a sign around their neck? Yeah, he's got a sign around his neck that explains all of this. Oh, oh. And you're supposed to take the time to read everything before you get pissed. Going by 40 miles an hour, mm-hmm. you're supposed to see that and take that all in. Assume that works for a sec. <laughs> so the, for, for this 
scenario to be useful for I us. We need to assume I'm really you know. suspending my disbelief here. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll ask you to do that. <laughs> We're, you're going to keep doing that. This is not done yet. We're going to keep adding stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Go on. So are you mad at the kid? You know that he's doing important <laughs> I mean, me work. Personally, I mean, me personally... Me personally, uh, on a personal level, see, I was talking it's about a general, barely, general population. It's barely in your way. No. You per- okay, you personally. We're talking about you personally. Okay, all right. Who is no, a, no, who, it doesn't bother me. We get it. You're superior. Your opinions are better than most people's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, okay, so he's going and he's pulling his bricks and he's a little bit in your way, but it's all mostly fine. Uh, and it's like he's in your way for like, no, 20 seconds. Okay. So all he right. goes on and he goes across the road to continue to build the prison. That he's he's building he's, a prison. He's building a prison. With, oh, oh my god! Does that so change a, things? A prison for what? What's going in there? Um, other children. <laughs> oh jeez! Now I'm mad. <laughs> now you're mad. <laughs> now I'm mad. Uh, but is this like a, a state contract? Is this a government contract he's got going on here? Or is this his own personal vendetta against other children? Only your tax dollars pay for this. <laughs> Only my. Ne- well, joke's on you. I don't pay taxes. <laughs> okay. Well, then this is going to be a pretty shitty prison. <laughs> this prison's being built on hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. Hopes and dreams prison. Oh, God. Is that the title mm-hmm. of the prison? Yeah. Oh, God. Where they go to die. But. Hopes and dreams prison. Colon. Where they go to die. <laughs> and that's a promise. <laughs> and that's a promise. So, okay. Last layer, I think. Okay. The only people who are in this prison are um, children who've wronged and pissed you off in, in your own childhood, who are suspended in time as the dicks that they were. That 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 that. Had... Uh, I don't carry that kind of animosity with me anymore. I don't think that uh, that doesn't weigh in at all here. Did it at the time? Well, yeah. As a seven-year-old, when you see them, it brings it all back. <laughs> when I see them. <laughs> As a child, it brings me back to when I was that same age and I was pissed at them. Yes. Well, I mean, you're just making crazy parameters, man. Like, you're just manipulating this and to whatever... every time you get upset about seeing those children... A fairy If they're dies, not in a prison... An angel gets its wings. A wolf appears within, like, half a mile of your location. And does what? Hangs out within a half... They accumulate over time... <laughs> a weird Minecraft level that like this is the way you make wolves you gotta get a child prison I'm just building a world for you Chloe and I'm trying to figure out what all the rules are making these fucking rules up as you go Uh, so I mean okay are we are we not are we notching up the accumulation of wolves as a positive or a negative um I mean it really depends on how hungry they are um, so, uh, not to deviate, but man, do you realize how big wolves are? Wolves are way fucking bigger than I think anybody thinks they are. Yeah? Like, every, I, I'm pretty sure, other than people who, like, have a good base knowledge of wolves to oh, begin yeah. with, I think most people think that wolves are about the size of a German Shepherd. So, no. what are they? So, this won't work because it's a pocket really this big? <laughs> okay, okay, no, I'm, this is why I'm doing this in pounds. This is why I'm doing <laughs> okay. this in pounds versus uh how wide my arms are spread that's that's huge so um wolves are that big is that like a cross (laughs) or lengthwise 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's the width. The <laughs> width of the wolf so is like, this. <laughs> from one of its shoulders to it's the like other. The size of a goddamn sofa. Um, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, that's terrifying. So wolves are like almost as big as a hippopotamus. <laughs> Based on what you showed me with your hands. Based on the span of my arms. Um, so, uh, okay, your average German Shepherd, right? Your general German Shepherd is going to be somewhere around 80 to 90 pounds. Yeah, like as big as this table that nobody can see. Yeah, as big as this table that nobody even knows exists until we brought it up. Um, <laughs> so, <coughs> wolves are something like 150 goddamn pounds. Like, literally, wow. like, twice the size of a German Shepherd. They're massive. Like, their heads are bigger than a human head. They are just absolutely huge, and therefore that much more terrifying. Because I used to, like, I used to think, like, I don't know why, you know, you hear, like, all these stories of, like, people being so terrified of wolves. Just, like, if you're being attacked by a wolf, kick it in the goddamn head. It's just a dog, you know? But, like... No. no, it sure as hell isn't. It sure as hell is not. Like, a coyote, that might work. And obviously, too, that's like if you've got one or anything, something like it. Not a pack of them, but... Anything that's not substantially smaller than us and kills stuff on the reg should be terrifying to us. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's the whole, like, pa like okay, if you've got seven wolves, then yeah, you're fucked. But if it's, like, you versus a wolf, you should be fine. Turns out, no, because they weigh, like, 150, 160 I mean, well, pounds. Me and you personally, I'm not gonna... I, I don't think we should be pitting ourselves against nature if we can help it uh, in any way. I, I don't think I'm in, uh, equipped for that shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not mentally, I'm not, emotionally, or not, physically prepared. Neither of us are bear grills or anything. <laughs> nope, I definitely don't grill bears. Mm. Mm -mm. But he sure does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do, is there, do you think there's an episode where he grills a bear? Do you think that his parents, like, had his trajectory in mind when it they feels named, like when it. they named him? Like, Bear Grylls can't help but become that. If is you that, have that name? Is that his like God-given name? What is is, is his real name? As you Bear? say that, you're looking around the room as if the answer is somewhere. <laughs> oh, you were looking for your phone. Yeah, no, no. I'm the answer is on your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a second, I was like. It must be. Is he? Is he behind me? <laughs> Can I ask him? <laughs> <laughs> Just looking around the room, looking to see if your couch will tell me. Do you know that they sell Bear Grylls brand machetes at Walmart? Oh no, they do. They not. They sure do. Really? Yeah. That's that. That's really something. Yeah, I... it's in the camping section next to the Bear Grylls uh, brand uh, hatchet. Okay. All right. All right. That makes it way less interesting. Bear is not, in fact, his real name. His real name is Edward Michael Grills. Oh. Yeah, that's disappointing. Well, I kinda, you know... If I, I ever have kids, I kind of now want to name, one, name bear. one bear. Oh, man. <laughs> You've relegated him to some specific fates. <laughs> he will never be an accountant. Maybe not. He... Probably man. never be president. This is a dumb joke, but what if he's gay? That is a dumb joke. I would love him anyway, and he would be an adorable bear. <laughs> yeah, she would. I actually really not like anyway, but I like that. But I, I, I'd be worried that he would feel pigeonholed and and like he couldn't, couldn't then I'd approach help him, that role. I'd help him change his name. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if that's what, if that's like, what no, mom, to... you didn't know. And I, <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know. You couldn't have known. But <laughs> this is what I am, and now it just feels weird because I don't want to be like 
wearing this as my name. I don't want this to be the only dimension on which people understand me. <laughs> the only I dimension. feel like I was conjured in a s- ill-conceived joke. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. No, I would do whatever I could to support my, my child bear mm-hmm. who grew into a bear. I think in general, just don't name kids after uh, bad jokes that I come up with. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Uh, <coughs> anyway, no, bear's a cool name, though. Bear is a cool name. Yeah. I also, today, I met two children. Uh, one was probably, like, three, and one was real tiny, but not a baby. He was in a st- stroller still, so... Yeah. Oh, and no, you know, the older one was probably, like, closer to four, and then the other one was probably, like, two-ish? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But their names were Hunter and Archer, which I thought was pretty awesome. That is cool. Like, I mean... they were brothers, and they looked very much alike, but obviously not twins because of the age difference. But yeah, Hunter and Archer. I thought that was pretty rad. I don't know. I'd have to meet their mom. She seemed pretty cool. Okay, she seems pretty cool. They're probably pretty cool. Uh, they're both I can their conjure parents, an image. Both of their parents seem pretty cool. I can conjure cool. an image of a mom who gives those kids names and doesn't just doesn't seem earned. <laughs> you know. No, kids... no. Both, both of the parents were pretty pretty rad. Okay. Well, I mean, I only like briefly right. met them. You know, it's not it's not on me to approve of anybody's name, so. <laughs> This whole premise. Yeah, who's, who put you in charge? Yeah, exactly. Of names. <laughs> yeah, and I should be in charge of names. Should you? Yeah. I don't. I don't know about that. People would have better names if I was in charge of names. Okay, let me name you. <laughs> uh, Carmanthalus. Wingle. Carmanthalus Wingle. Oh, that is better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I told you I was good at this. I, 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 I feel real good. <laughs> I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. Carmangalus. Oh, no, that's even better. Oh. <laughs> Carmanthalus. Oh, Carmanthalus. I like Carmangalus better. <laughs> what was my last name? Uh, Wingle. Wingle. Carmangalus Wingle. <laughs> Carmangalus sounds like... <laughs> that's what happened in a car accident. Oh no! The car mangled us. Oh no! That's what happens in a car accident. That's terrible. Now we now we're just going back to naming things after your terrible jokes. Well, no, it's well, I went. That was putting the horse before the cart. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Putting no, the cart before you, the horse. There I is. actually put the seed in your head, and you fell into my trap. Oh, the bad joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was all carefully planned by me. Oh, delivered. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> There's something I said three weeks ago that led to this. <laughs> and it was, hey, Chloe, let's start a podcast together. <laughs> oh, now was... I'm done because I have well... accomplished the one thing I wanted to accomplish. Just make that stupid joke. Oh, you've been planning that joke for... Which also, too, that's even more impressive because, one, that wasn't three weeks ago. That was closer to two months ago. And mm-hmm. two... I'm the one that suggested that we do a podcast together. So that was me. So therefore, you really had to plant that seed in order to make me think that it was my idea. Tell me about it. You were an evil genius. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much work. (laughs) It's so much work. Man, was it worth it because of Carmangles. (laughs) (laughs) The payoff was delicious. Uh, what was the other one? Carmanthalus? Carmanthalus, I think that, so. That sounds like some kind of, like, either, like, Latin name for a plant. Yeah, that's it. That sounds like what some it, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Carmanthalus. Well, what? What, what? What is it? There, chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. 
chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Wow. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing as you. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> it, in some way, you were chrysanthemum. Chris. Chris. Anth. Amum. Chrysanthem. Chrysanthemum. Chris Anthem is the lead singer of... Chris Anthem? Chris Anthem is the lead singer of Rickshaw Jet Ski. Rickshaw Jet Ski. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm keeping track of all the dumb jokes I've made today. Oh, good, because I forgot my notebook today. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a very good comptroller if I'm not controlling the comps. <laughs> yeah. You, well, maybe you need a comp instead. And by that, I mean a comp-uter. Oh, well, computers can take notes. The the computer, I could be the computer. Your yeah, I mean your brain is the greatest computer of all. Yeah, I don't know, not necessarily my brain, but like you know, a some brain somewhere. <laughs> all the computer tests we run disagree, but I just feel like your brain is the best computer. My particular your brain. brain. Yeah. Oh. oh no. Think of how you know you can throw We're a thing and it goes. We're all doomed. We sure are. All right, I got my notes out on my phone, so now yeah. I can now I can make notes from here. Would it be mean if we just ended the podcast here and made we we're gonna record another one after this and just made everybody wait a week for the other thing? Yeah, everybody, all all, of the all masses, Ben of them. Oh yeah, it's Ben. Ben is Ben is the only one listening to our podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah neither one of our uh, no no significant others are listening to this podcast. None of our other friends are listening to this podcast. One of them on SoundCloud has like 15 like listens. Shut up, really? Yeah. One of the, I think one of the I YouTubes... think it's repe- just repeated, <laughs> like you. It's me. Yeah. I, I'm just it's... listening to the podcast over like, and over again. Oh man, Chloe, you were spot on there. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, to myself, to yeah. myself. Man, you are clever. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> But that's the only. Uh, I'm just like petting my own face as yeah. I listen to it. I'm like, oh, good girl. <laughs> like, I think if I, I, so interesting. If that's the only sur- uh, uh, thing that this uh, services by making this podcast, I'm willing to support that. <laughs> Boosting my self confidence. Oh yeah, yeah. To unhealthy levels. <laughs> Where you are insane. <laughs> Uh, just like putting on like eighteen layers of lipstick in the mirror. I just want to see, like, yeah, yeah. I want to see if we can like get you to like Bono status <laughs> in, in terms of like self love. Uh, it, yeah, that would be. I'm I'm all set with that. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you're I, already there. I don't think I need that. <laughs> you just need some different sunglasses. I think. I mean, oh, that's the right. only difference. And to start wearing them indoors. Yeah. And at night. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'll, I need that. Oh, I, I do have some pretty glamorous sunglasses. Yeah. Those pink ones that I wear frequently. Oh, yeah. Got, like, That's true. They've got that weird side thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I left them in Sarah's car for a while. Mm-hmm. And you guys owned them for like a month. <laughs> I think I put I them on a couple of times and I'm like, I'm like, look at me. I'm Chloe. <laughs> I'm Chloe now. I got all the self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. But all right, in the I, end. I just got to start wearing those sunglasses all the time. In the end, I didn't really need the sunglasses to feel confident. It was inside me the whole time. <laughs> in in the end? Yeah, like, and then I hit the home run that won the game at the end. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how that went, right? Yeah. That was the end of that poem? And which poem? The... Casey at the yes. bat? Yes, <laughs> you knew what poem I was talking about. <laughs> the, 
poem that everybody in third grade ever has to read? I always confuse that with, like, more dismal poems. <laughs> what? How could yeah, you possibly? I don't know, because know, I've never really <laughs> dug into it, and I'm used to read like, oh man, it's a famous poem. So, like, this is a, this is a, like, reasonable thing. It's you a, it's up, a, you mix up Casey at the bat with Annabelle Lee. You're <laughs> just, like, confusing the shit out of the two of those. You know, I miss it. I, I, I confuse, I confuse, um... Casey at the Bat with the Shield of Achilles by W.H. Auden. <laughs> the girls are raped that two boys knife a third were axioms to him who had never heard of any world where promises were kept. <laughs> oh my god. They must be the same home. No, they definitely are. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, you get it confused with uh, the, load, the road less traveled. <laughs> oh my god. That's stupid. <laughs> Suck a dick, Robert Frost. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, so... I actually have uh, some beef with... Oh, okay. We talked about this, I think... Um, didn't we talk about this maybe last episode or maybe a couple of episodes ago? Um, where, like, people completely miss the point of Scarface, right? Like when, Yes. Okay, okay, so along those same lines, like, most fucking people totally misinterpret that poem. Like, most people think that it's about taking the road less traveled and how much better you are than everybody else mm -hmm. for taking the road less traveled and that like you know you're being somehow more interesting and intriguing but in reality people use that poem to that end for themselves but if you actually read the poem and really dissect it like the point he's making is that he didn't take that road. He yeah. took the road that everybody else typically yeah, takes. But it will be a better story to tell people he took the road less traveled. Yeah. So it's funny that like... So he's like, hey, well, I'll be full of shit. Well, yeah, but it's like... The point <laughs> is like he's making a point that like... People do that all the time. And mm. then the people who like use that poem to be like, oh... Like to highlight their own uh, like... Instagrammy um, uh, uniqueness and and bohemian lifestyle. They're sure. actually falling right into his trap of no, you're an idiot. Like that. Like you didn't take that road. Don't act like you did. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, that, uh, it's funny that you just <laughs> you. That's cool. well. Not to no, that brings me to a kind of sober, serious place. Because I was just think to make this super like. MySpace and like, oh, what lyrics do I want to post as my away AIM away message today? Oh, yes. No, but, so they, 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 uh, I did the shit out of that as a teenager. Oh, me too. So I did so much of that. But no, the, um, I was thinking about Pink Floyd's Echoes the other day. And okay. I read the lyrics out of that. And the middle stand where he's like, I, strangers passing in the street. And like, okay, I'm not going to do it perfect, but they, there's strangers walking in the street. They make eye contact. Yep. And like, Am I gonna like? And I can tell, like, I can see in you and see a part of myself and s recognize yes. that we're both humans. Yep. And do I help you? Do I think? No, we just pass and we don't make a connection. And no, we don't do anything. Yes. And nobody does that. Nobody does it. Nobody can make that gap. It happens so rarely that you just reach out and will uh, help another person. And the, yeah. just the, that message has always stuck with me and I was, I was thinking about it yesterday but it's kind of yeah, yeah. Same, same territory you know yeah. you, you think you get to be the hero you think you get to do the interesting thing and more often than not you don't 
Um, well, it's not even get to, it's also just, like, exert the energy to. It's not, because, like, because, like, the, the, um, the possibility for it is there. The, uh, the option to, I don't want to go so far as to say be a hero, but the, the. Oh, yeah, I use hyperbole a lot, and I probably shouldn't. That's, that's, uh, self-aggrandizing. But, uh, you know, I would say the, the, the option to do a selfless act for an unknown person, like, exists constantly. And it's just like, we're so inundated with our own lives, we're so caught up in our own bullshit, that the likelihood that we're going to is slim. Sure. You know, and like, and, 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 and I think because... Uh, it does happen so infrequently just in general within your own life and with like everybody around you that like when you do go out of the way to do that for somebody like you can feel like a little bit of a hero there definitely is that and it's it's funny because it's it only it feels like heroism only because of the contrast of how little it's happening around you and or in your own personal life you know like sure i mean yes definitely and and so when you do something like it's funny because uh, yeah if we all did shit like that for each other constantly like oh man the world would be amazing you know like that there'd be no war there'd be no poverty yeah you know but but because we aren't doing that like you get almost like a high from like i i mean i remember um, I'm trying to think of, I know something like this happened recently in my life, but I am drawing a blank right now as to what it was. So uh, I will defer back to, I think it was about a year ago, um, I was, um, at a supermarket that I don't typically shop in, um, because it's not around my house. And uh, as I was leaving the supermarket, there was um, a little old lady in like a very typical little old lady car. It was like some kind of giant, like like a Buick LeSabre or something. Mm-hmm. And she had very clearly, she had run over the curb. And I don't know if she had broken the curb when she ran over it, if it was already like pre-broken and just in place, but she had taken a piece of the curb with her and her car was kind of like jacked up on this piece of the curb. And um, it, it, like the piece of curb was probably like, what is that? That's probably like three and a half feet, four feet. It was probably like somewhere around three and a half, four feet. So it was a giant piece of curb. And this poor lady is just like burning out, like trying to like move her vehicle. She was so old. And so I immediately, without hesitation, I get, I'm like, okay, I see what's yeah. going on here. She does clearly doesn't even know what's going so on here. Get her to stop and like try and, to pull the thing out. Yeah, yeah, and so like I I stopped, and then like pretty much right after I stopped, this dude and his wife stopped, and um, the the like the dude and I are trying to figure like the. Like, everybody meant well, but I don't think... It, like, everybody just wanted to, like, fix it as soon as possible instead of, like, stop and looking at the situation and thinking about it for a minute. And so, like, the dude is just trying to pull this... I mean, again, like I said, it was, like, a four-foot piece of curb. That thing had to weigh, like, freaking 80 pounds or something. It was very heavy. And um, I was like, wait a minute. one of We have to get a jack out. We're going to have to jack up her car. And then you and I together to the dude. I'm like, you and I together are going to have to move this thing. 
And so we had to jack up her car. And we had to move the curb out from under. And it was so heavy. Like, we could barely... It might have been more than 80 pounds. Probably. Heavy. If two people on 80 pounds, yeah, it, yeah, exa- yeah. So it had... It was really, really heavy. The two of us could barely move it. We ended up just kind of, like, rolling it. Like, we started to pick just, it up and move it. But we ended up just rolling it back over to where it vaguely belonged. And then she... And she was, like... She was so grateful. She was, like, close to tears. As she was hugging us both, and we were, and we were both like, well, you know, it was just like, well, you were clearly not going anywhere, and like, yeah. you, it was just like a good thing. But then afterwards, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome, you know. Sure. And it's like, no, that's no, there's nothing awesome about that at all. Like everybody should be doing that for each other all the time. Yeah, um, the minimum requirements of like being a being decent a person. human in a society. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you should do that <laughs> stuff. And then, so, I, I, I'm thinking of, um, this reminds me of the, the Louis C.K. bit, where he's talking about, uh, like, giving up his seat on the airplane to a veteran. Yes. And he's just, How like... How he wants to. He, he wants, wants to have to, that opportunity. And, but he's getting the high of, like, oh, I'm such a good person because I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And he yeah, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yes, do it. Yes. Well, that is, that is, there's a phenomenon that I'm forgetting the name of right now, where, like... If you want to, um, and I think that this falls into that category to some degree, um, if you want to accomplish something, like some sort of goal-oriented task, you shouldn't talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Because you get a high off of just talking about it. And just talking about it with like your friends, your loved ones, whatever, uh, family members, um, just talking about it gives you a sense of accomplishment. And that sense of accomplishment might lead you to never actually follow through. Because you get the... You get the accomplishment high early. You get, like, a fake version of it. An unearned accomplishment high. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I I forget what it's... I'm pretty sure it has, like, a name specifically. But, um, yeah, so I always try to keep that in mind, too. Like, it's hard, though, because, like, when you have a fresh idea for something interesting that you want to take part in... You want to talk about it. You want to talk about it with people that you care about to see if it's a good idea, to see what their ideas are on it, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it's a it's a interesting um, uh, line to walk to make sure that you aren't um, giving yourself that false sense of accomplishment. Um, and simultaneously, you are able to, you know, bounce ideas off of people and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I. So now I don't want to talk about anything I'm Ever. working on. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm gonna hold myself to do a lot of things. And yeah, there's uh, stuff I'm excited about that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, that's that's nothing to talk about now. Because uh, it's bullshit, and I you've accomplished nothing, and I'm a worthless piece of trash. You know, there's actually uh, along the lines. Obviously, not the same thing as Louis C.K. giving up his um, his first class seat to a veteran, but mm-hmm. um, just more, much more recently. This is not the event I was trying to think of, but um, much more recently, I was in um, I was in a waiting room um, for a doctor, and mm-hmm. um, the waiting room was kind of small, and it was full enough of people. That there were like you know everybody in it, a waiting room is one of those kind of scenarios where nobody wants to sit next to each other if there's like an opportunity mm-hmm. to not 
So yeah. it was it wasn't crammed full, but it was full enough that there were no two seats next to each other. And um, this woman and her son came in together, and uh, once they had checked in, then um, they kind of looked around the seats. And the mom to the son was like, "Oh, you just sit down there. Um, I'll just I'll just stand over here." Mm-hmm. And I was like, and and it like it was just a knee jerk reaction for me. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, "Well, here, take my seat because I my seat was next to an empty seat." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, "Here, you the two of you come here." take my seat and this empty seat next to it and then I sat myself down between two random strangers that had an empty seat between them mm-hmm. and which to me that's a no goddamn brainer like I'm not gonna yeah. like there are enough empty seats that these people shouldn't be standing or be separate from each other or whatever it was like a mother and her like you know preteen son and so then but then where I sat down in my new seat had a woman across from me and she looked at me and kind of really loudly, like loud enough for everybody to hear, she was like, I want you to know that that was really kind of you and that that was a really good gesture of you to do that for those people. And it was interesting because she was like so adamant to let me know how borderline heroic what I did was that it was almost offensive to me because sure. I was like, it's sad that we live in a world that you have to congratulate me for giving up my seat to somebody. It is, but, you know, I think everybody is kind of deprived of that essence. It's not heroism, it's just basic decency. But there is little of it. Such a lack of it. Such a lack of it that it does stand out, sadly. Mm. And I think that's what it is. And I think uh, without stroking your ego and comparing it to heroism we can say that just compared to the background noise you are exceptional because most people don't do that well that sucks it does suck there's because you don't want to be exceptional you want that to be a thing that everybody does well yeah because to me there's nothing exceptional about me and to me there's so much more that i could be doing and to me i'm a lazy piece of shit like Mm -hmm. to me i'm not uh um i'm not contributing enough to my society at large or on a local small scale like I, I, you know, I, I would love to be doing more, but, oh, but, um, you know, uh, I say that, mm-hmm. but then, okay, if I would love to be doing more, then we'll put in the time and effort, which sure. leads me to what well, we were talking about also, earlier, I too. think, I think there's a, that's a complicated thing, and there is multiple facets to that, but what's important there is, yeah, do more, find ways to do it, but there's also, not to say that this is what you're doing necessarily but there is i think you can get held back by the shitty feelings that come along with that of like why am i not doing everything and you can only do so much and you have to recognize your own limits in this equation and that you don't have energy to get it and capability to get it all done sure like do everything you can but you know don't be too hard on yourself either yeah, that's fair enough too. You know, there's also that that um, idea that uh, 
you're always, you know, uh, not to use the cliche, but you're always your your own worst critic, you know. Sure. Um, you like that you treat yourself in ways you would never treat a friend, or you would never allow one friend to treat another friend. Yeah, I, I, I almost don't want to talk about this because I, like, two minutes ago said I, but I, I am writing semi regularly again now. Mm -hmm. And something I'm coming terms with as what I would call a... I call myself a very novice-level writer. I haven't mm -hmm. written extensively yet. I would, I'm very interested in it, and I want to write more. Yeah. But writing right now, and trying to tell a long-form story... Yep. Um, I am blowing through it in a way I've never had before. Because every time I've tried to write this story in the past... I'll get caught up on small details and stuff, mm. and I will come to a screeching halt and nothing gets done. Yeah. Um, and that gets in my way. So, uh, to get the work done, I'm just like, okay, I'll think about this for a little bit, and if I can't resolve this now, I'll just kind of take a shortcut through it. Not write it necessarily as best as I can, but I can't get stuck here. I got to plow through this and be unafraid of uh, yeah. parts of this are going to suck and I'm going to fix them later. I need to get like a whole concrete thing so I have a whole thing to look at yep. and understand point A to point B a little better. Yeah. Um, which I already do understand the vague points. I have the whole thing mapped out since I was like it's almost my, one of my biggest concerns is that it's like overproduced in my own brain because mm. I've thought about it too much because this has been like since I was like 11 I've been thinking about this so stuff. It's like t almost too precious. Yeah, but I I feel an obligation that this story needs to be like cuz because I have put so much thought into it. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, no, I, I it's never going to get done if I don't like <laughs> just keep moving forward. Yep. I, I think that's the idea. I mean it's, it's right now it's just a national uh, what is it uh Novel writing month is November. Is it? Yeah, you're supposed to like everybody who does it commits themselves to write a novel in the month of November, start to finish. But Jesus. But but you that's the idea of the tactic, and it's supposed to be a training exercise for writing. Yeah. You pressure yourself to do it in that time, and you can't get caught up on the details. You just have to go. Huh. Um, Which I mean, it generally, even if you do get bogged down in the details as you're writing, well, you get my my own personal impression as a generally not somebody who would be considered a writer um i did air quotes there for people who can't see um uh i um my impression is that the uh, revision process is just as long just as lengthy a process if not longer than the initial writing process that mm -hmm. that revision is like a long arduous journey uh that involves yourself just rereading your own writing until you want to burn everything to the ground and having other people help you and like your your manuscripts are just covered in red ink and um so yeah i could see since you have to do that anyway it's better to just blow through the writing process and get the yeah. vast majority of your bulk done and then just revise the shit out of it after yeah i mean there's a, a scientist in me uh, uh, more aware of this than ever that's just pragmatic and thinking about efficiency and thinking about well what actually gets things done and you know at the end of the day a lot of the apprehensions I have and stuff are well there's an instinct there that I think is good and is 
pressuring me to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, that instinct can totally derail the whole thing and is not a productive impulse uh, to that end. Yeah, uh, if yeah. it's just stopping you <laughs> from doing a thing. So, you know, yeah. weigh those things. And at the end of the day, you either just move and look look at it later and get your microscope out at the end but uh yeah if there's not enough to look at with a microscope if there's not really a whole functioning body there then you're doing yourself a disservice Mm. by getting out your microscope so early Hmm, interesting yeah you know i i think we we've talked about this before i don't think on the podcast but um where you know i uh <clears throat> I definitely I, I feel like I should write because in the past when I have written I feel like it was proficient enough for where I was in that time or place or whatever um, and uh, now like I am it you know in school whenever I write a paper um, it's very it's very good for what it is you know um, so I tend to be a proficient writer but I definitely do get bogged down in the details. Like I definitely, I am revising as I'm writing. And that is such a huge pain in the ass, such a stressor, and I seem to not be able to not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for instance the other day, and I don't know how standard this is for other people, um, if this is ludicrous or if this is about right, but like I was writing a paper um, I think it was last Monday. Yeah, on last Monday, and uh, it was it 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 was a six page paper, and it took me about five hours to do. Mm. So I don't know if that's does that seem ridiculous or does that seem about right? That sounds reasonable. Yeah, if, you're, uh, if you're working hard and trying to make it, uh, but I definitely like when I I was done more or less as I was finishing the last sentence because I was constantly revising as I was going. Like, there was oh, no man. revision process See, I, at the end. I, 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 I can't... I, um... Something I always struggled with, and uh, writing papers, which is this thing I never want to do again, um, to, 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 to write for the sake of a uh, deadline right. is really tough for me. Um... And yeah, I will. I'll, I'll put in the thought, and I'll just sit there, and I will be unsatisfied with it. And the deadline eventually pressures me to. Um, I, I probably do would do like for a long paper, probably six hours of work in most of everything gets done last very and last few minutes. Like the last hour, I'd say, is the one where I probably am firing on all cylinders and forcing the thing and i'm not i don't know if i'm doing my best work there or not i'm definitely like reaching a state where i'm just like some kind of survival mechanism clicks in and i'm just like going Mm. um and something i I don't think i'm the most eloquent there but something about that i think uh i give myself uh, the permission to uh, to decrease my inhibitions and just be like, okay, well, don't get caught up on this. Go, and at the yeah. end of the day, it gets it done. That's. But all that said, I'm I very much believe the best writing I've done in my life was done 
without time constraints. Mm. Um, and uh, when I actually have the time to process it in my own way, because I don't know, there, there's a part of me, the, the, the worst part of me, I think, one of my biggest personal flaws as a human being, and there is an advantage to this, but it really has a lot of drawbacks, is I am so defiant about being told what to do. Yeah, I have that too. If you tell me what to do, I'm just going to be mad. I'm going to do everything but what you tell me to do because something about that just... And I think that's an understandable thing, and a lot of people do have that mechanism in them. But it's strong and violent in me. Mm. If I say violent, I don't mean like it comes to violence, but it's like... No, violent within yourself. Like a a violent reaction, not as in like outwardly... powerful that I will it will contradict even my best interests to just defy what I've been told to do right, you know I right, can right. come to that and you know yeah, I've I mean definitely been uh, the the king of uh, cutting off my nose to spite my face I'm real yeah. good at that <laughs> so yeah, I get so, you I get you it's yeah I mean at the end of the day I think there's maybe some you know, I, I, I think we, we romanticize that idea of just being a rogue and like, well, I'm just going to be a pirate and nobody, I'm going to be a lawless Han person. Solo. Sure, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, is that person in a vacuum that quality, is that productive? Well, and yeah, exactly. You, more I mean, often than not, I'd say no. When they're, when they're uh, being... Um, uh, showcased in a limited setting of a two-hour movie or you know a tv show or something like yeah that makes for an interesting character to watch but when it comes to actually functioning in real life yeah that's a also that character that character needs in order to be interesting that character needs a character arc not uh, not just that uh, yes but in order for that character to exist they need han solo needs the empire han solo oh, yes, han yes, solo yes. needs yeah. the, to the structure against. to yeah. yeah he needs the man yeah something that, to fight against han him solo doesn't mean anything without that yeah. so in a way it's a like this, it's this weird society. like joke <laughs> could you imagine in a completely free society that would be a hilarious like, story i would like, like free and being a jackass being a han solo type but like everybody like okay a Han Solo type in Star Trek. Yeah. Like, in that world. And he's the like, fucking villain. Like, like, like yeah, he's exactly, the worst. Exactly. Like, dude, that guy sucks. Like, dude, what are you doing? We have replicators. We have everything. Yeah. Like, everything's fine, and we're all taking care of each other. What? Don't be an asshole. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... That in a weird like Joker Batman kind of way. Mm, yeah, some people just want to see the world burn. Well, no, 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 not even that. The, the the Han Solo needs the Empire. Oh, and he, oh, they, they, yes, they, yes, it's yes. a feedback loop, and yep, they, yep. they it, it's only interesting with an oppressive regime. Yes. Um, yes. So it's, it's only a, appealing. It's only yeah, appealing. It's only right. appealing to. It, yeah. It's only appealing under the worst of circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Things need to be shitty for that guy to be interesting, because uh, that's the world that he makes sense. Or for in. him to be able to be considered the hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. For him to have any admirable qualities, well, his roguishness, yeah, he's got to... But even then, even within that world, in order to be uh, the most appealing, they need to have that character arc of moving away from that persona. Mm. 
just like Han Solo does. You know, yeah. he starts well, working within the he parameters did shoot of first Chloe. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, that, that, but that, that that's just what's at the heart of that too. Is that that's what ruined to have him not shoot first ruins yeah him. yeah it exactly. makes him completely uninteresting yes i mean that's that's that was showcasing oh man not to go on another star wars diatribe it's so easy for me to do so but um it, you know uh yeah that's that is the first that's the first fucking scene you see with him that is the first indicator of what his personality is like mm-hmm. like for he is um oh you know this dashing rogue i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want and Greedo is right there, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm just gonna kill this guy." Yeah. And also, like, to, like, Greedo is sitting right across the table from him. How would he? And they make him miss by like a goddamn foot and a half. There's like 18 inches between oh, yeah. looks Han Solo's terrible. head and where Greedo's fucking blast lands I on the wall. Couldn't, like, couldn't hate it more. Um, also, too, to uh, go to extended universe a little bit. Greedo's backstory is heartbreaking. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure it is. It, it really is. Um, it, uh, God, are we going to get into a Star Wars thing right now? Or are we, should uh, well, we veer away from that? Uh, man, you know what? I think next week they'll hear all about Greedo. Next week we'll next. talk about Greedo. Excellent. Next all week right, they'll all hear right. all about Greedo's <laughs> backstory. Except for you nerds who already know it. Uh, yeah, hey, we hate you. Stop uh, listening, because we have no. You definitely no, still are. Don't tell anybody to stop listening. There's already nobody listening. Although there was, I think, um, there was. You said that there was a SoundCloud one that had like 15. I saw one. I think it was SoundCloud. It might have been a YouTube that had like 22. I oh, was yeah, yeah. shocked. <laughs> well, people. It's just me. Vaguely it's just me. <laughs> no, no, I think that's some weird. Uh, People you know, click on it and then decide they don't I, want to hear it. At this stage, I need to talk about how patient the people who pay attention to the stuff I do on YouTube are, because it's so all over the place. It's like, mm. I just take this and my other random video game crap and other dumb fights I'm getting into with random people I've met in video games who <laughs> are yelling at me, and I'm like... Haha, <laughs> it's so silly that you're yelling at me. This is a video game, you dumb asshole. Uh, which is fun for me to do. But it's all there and barely watchable. And it's just loaded into a buckshot and shotgunned out onto my YouTube channel. And, you know, some people can stomach it. And I I, I appreciate that. Because I'm having fun with it. But I get it if you're not into it. Man. Oof. I, oof. Yeah, I, mean, I don't work that hard on this stuff, and uh, this, this what we're doing right now, I put a lot more thought into mm. than any of that. Um, Interesting. I don't feel like we're putting that much thought into this, so your other stuff must be shit. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that stuff is much more off the cuff. This is uh, something I kind of meditate about and prepare myself for and yeah, consider yeah. and long drives in the car. Yeah. Uh, the... Other stuff is just like, hey, I know I'm done with work. I'm gonna have a beer and play a video game. <laughs> this asshole. Yeah, and and record it while you play. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. Well, I think that that uh, brought us to somewhere. I don't know if it was a satisfying conclusion, but there's no such thing as a satisfying conclusion. Not either. in real life, there isn't. No. 
So, onward to unsatisfying non-conclusions. Can we change the name of our podcast to Unsatisfying Conclusions? <laughs> unsatisfying non-conclusions? Actually, that would be a good name for a book series. <laughs> a series of unsatisfying non-conclusions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lemony Snickets. Oh, yes. A series of non-satisfying, unsatisfying non-conclusions. Excellent. We could, oh, man, I could talk about Lemony Snicket. I... Do you do you... I watched that show, but I never read those books. The, the, the show books was are, good. I liked it. The the show the, is the, the show, show is good because the source material's got enough good stuff in it, and the sh- the show is working on it. And also, he is very involved with the show. He writes oh, the cool. show nice, more or less. Nice. Or I'm sure he's, he he may be like a head writer, and I'm sure other people actually write the show because that's how that stuff goes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He, he helps direct the direction in which it goes or whatever. Mm. Um, all right. Well, we uh, ended our show and then started talking about a new subject. Uh, yep, that's so, unsatisfying non-conclusions. Yeah, that lack of a conclusion. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Super Listening. I am Chloe. Nobody's listening, so you don't have to hear that my name is uh, like my name is actually Tom. Uh, you, you can call me Tom, but you can call me uh, I'm usually Chud. Judd's fan Yeah, but I, I just revealed that now, because nobody's listening, so I feel safe. Yeah, I've definitely called you Tom in this show before. Yeah, but nobody knew what it meant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody knows how names work? I don't think they do. Oh, okay, I see. All right, well, then now we all know that Tom is your name. No, it's not. You can't capture my details. You can't fax me. Fuck off.